I'm recording. Recording. Podcast. What the fuck's going on down there? Hello, everybody. It's episode 457 of WTF TFW. It's April 28, 2017, as of this recording. I'm joined by Seth Buzzard. Hey, what's happening? We're, uh, I'm, I'm actually getting quite an education about uh, music festivals. Yeah, uh, they could go bad. Yeah, they can. It's uh, it's Firefest weekend, everybody, so if you're out there, then I don't know how you're listening to this, because you're trapped on an island in the Bahamas. Uh, well, maybe they've gotten out by by the time this is available. I, You know, maybe. We'll find out. Maybe they've escaped. They swam for it. Well, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> Just the one one more thing off that story I was telling you before the recording. Apparently the production manager guy, the first day he got there and saw these beautiful, beautiful turquoise ocean waves, he was then informed, don't go anywhere near those ocean waves, we have a shark problem. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that he probably should have taken that as the omen that it was. Um, we don't have a shark, shark problem, problem here. Yet. Actually, there's no way we can have a shark problem here. We don't... We don't get internet sharks, but we do have Transformers to talk about. Uh, Seth, uh, we got a new stop motion commercial, which is becoming my favorite thing from the Transformers Facebook. This one is uh, based on all those new premiere edition Transformers 5 toys, but I actually really like this little stop motion piece. It wasn't like perfect, but there's a certain thing about it that made me actually laugh. Uh, Well, two things. One thing made me smile, one thing made me laugh. But Seth, how did you feel about this stop motion bit? Uh, it's weird. It is. It, it continues the tradition of Autobots being jerks in these things. Yep. Even to each other. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's real weird. So. Yeah, I, I really don't like sit next to Prime at the movies. Apparently. Well, well don't sit next to Prime. Number one, because the, the thing that made me smile is Optimus Prime is just making these noises the whole time, like he doesn't want to be there. Uh, the, but the now, granted, that, that one guy was being ridiculous unwrapping his candy bar. That was the part that made me laugh. Is when they had barricade somehow unwrap a candy bar as loud as possible for as long as possible. And I've, I think I might have done that to a friend of mine once, not in a theater, but we were watching something in a home. Uh, and there's there's a certain art to just like forever unwrapping a candy bar really loudly, and it made me made me laugh. Um. So check check this thing out if you haven't yet. Um, I was sorry, I got distracted, Seth. I was just scrolling down to the comments and I saw, I saw just a one-two punch of uh, of shade thrown at big Hollywood movies. Um, one person responded to this video by saying, "Quote, and thus the lamest week of promotion for the lamest of movies has ended with a whimper. How fitting." Someone then replied to that saying, "There was a Fast and Furious promotion too." <laughs> that's just throwing the fireballs everywhere left and right I got no problem with either of those franchises so I'm, I'm hands off but uh I, I caught from the last time we talked about these that uh, they are they're being done by people who've worked on robot chicken and I think this one looked totally like a robot chicken spot yeah uh, and I, I don't think that's a bad thing that made me smile yeah like the movement I mean, it didn't have the robot chicken mouth, yeah. which is usually a huge giveaway because nobody talked. They were just grunting. But uh, 
Yeah, just like the general way, like the candy bar was flipping around. Yeah. It was robot chickeny. <laughs> and then of... not only don't make noise next to Prime at the movie theater, don't like be in the same multiplex enjoying a movie because he totally kind of craps on Grimlock. Yeah, he's like, where'd Grimlock go? End. And he just walks in on Grimlock having fun watching a cartoon and just goes yeah. like, ah, ah, idiot. He doesn't actually say idiot, but it was weird. He the, the way he laughs at seeing Grimlock watching that, I was like, I don't know if you're like endeared or you're just being a dick. Uh, but I, I like this ongoing pattern of of the Autobots and these stop motion things being kind of kind of unpleasant people. Um, anyway, movie prime is kind of half our topic list because we also have the fresh reveal of uh the second masterpiece movie toy that we're seeing uh from the this new run of of actually fresh new toys that are designed to be masterpiece movie toys we saw bumblebee some months ago uh now we've seen optimus prime based on the 07 movie optimus prime design uh we saw this on the show floor at some thing and then we saw the official release pictures which have tremendous mistransformations all over his body on the white background pictures. Uh, and then we saw the box, which fixed those. And now we've seen this in-hand set of photos, which also seems to have transformed him correctly and shows him side by side with the original Revenge of the Fallen leader toy from 2009. Uh, it's all very cool stuff. Um, there's a side by side, the very bottom of uh, the, the, the top link in the topic list. Uh, there's a there's a picture that shows the two Optimuses in profile side by side with like 09 LOP and MPM. And that, I think, is a very telling photo because like the one on the left is, you know, from it's probably designed like, uh, I guess, eight years ago would have been when he went into design. And uh, the one on the right is the new one. And he is just slimmer and sleeker and looks cleaner uh, from the side. So this thing's going to be about 100 bucks. Uh, it looks like Takara Tomy and Hasbro are going to be releasing it in the same box because it has both their logos on the box. There's a funny anecdote I got about that off the boards, too. But before I go into that, uh, Seth, what are you thinking about this Masterpiece Optimus Prime? It looks pretty good. Um, like, the, it, it, it's a big, big improvement over the 09 lop uh <laughs> version uh so i mean that's cool and all i mean you mm -hmm. would hope that it would be an improvement if it's going to be in a masterpiece box and carry masterpiece prices mm -hmm. um and yeah it is a lot thinner i wonder how much of that is just improved like how much of it is improved engineering and design and how much of it is a higher budget um for for masterpiece i think i think uh actually there, there's a third culprit i think i think that all that stuff really has got a percentage to do with it the third culprit is that this masterpiece movie prime doesn't have to deal with having batteries in the sound box in the torso oh yeah i forgot about that uh which which is i think a huge part of what like it's, it's how the transformation is even different because like this new one the trailer hitch ends up on his back whereas the original one the trailer hitch is like inside his waist yeah, um, but then even when you look at the the panels that are on his forearm and shoulder, oh yeah, they're way thinner and smaller. Yeah, and I, so. the forearms were the first thing that made me go like, I, I feel legitimately interested in picking this up because I like that leader toy, but like you give me one who doesn't have big flaps that you're trying to work around uh, when when using the articulation, and that gets me interested. Uh, 
I think that there's probably like looking at, at the ways it transforms and especially looking at the the tricks it seems to borrow from the 09 liter toy. Um, I'm sure there is a whole lot of just, you know, there's there have been eight years of advancement, you know, eight ish years of advancement. Um, as for the budget, I almost I don't even know how the budget really works, because like a leader toy from Revenge of the Fallen. Like that leader Optimus Prime, when he when he gets re-released or as he's been re-released over the last few years, he tends to be around 100 bucks, um, depending on how many accessories he comes with. So, like, I, I almost wonder if these two toys are comparable in that sense. Uh, but I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, there there are a couple of things about this figure that, that bug me, though. Uh, it's very minor things. Um, I really wish there was, I guess, something more going on with the uh, the red abdomen pieces. Like they 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 look kind of aggressively unpainted compared to the rest of the toy. Mm hmm. And uh, I I feel like his elbows are a little too high because um, it looks like it's a single elbow hinge placed so that it'll have like double jointed style amounts of curl. But it also looks like it like when I see that elbow bent uh, in some some photos, it looks awkward to me the way that I find elbows look awkward when they're seated a little bit too high, um, like the stock photo uh, or the box photo that elbow bend on the hand that's holding the uh, the gun. It just it feels a little bit weird to me and. And maybe that won't be the case once the toy actually comes out. But uh, the the only other thing about this figure that I'm a little bit worried about, or I guess a little bit hopeful about too, it would be really cool if this toy had a waist swivel. And since it's not having to do the the waist lock trick the original leader toy did, I feel like there's a chance this will have a waist swivel, but I've seen no evidence going in either direction about whether that's possible. So... We'll see, but I I really hope that they fit a waist swivel on this guy because I think that would also take him to the next level. Um, that also means that yes, I am I'm very interested in picking this up. I'm not sick of Movie Optimus, uh, by any means when the engineering is as fresh. But Seth, uh, are are you feeling anything about picking this thing up, or is this going to be just a a spectator one for you? Uh, it's probably going to be a spectator one, and I was a little. Uh, boggled here because I brought up the uh, box picture to to see what you were talking about, and that's when I noticed the ten years logo in the corner. Yeah, and then realizing, oh my god, the first movie came out ten years ago. Yeah, that's uh, that is this twenty four month period is this kind of long trek of realization of just how long we've all been participating in the fandom, and how long these movies have been around. Uh, that get, botcon where we saw the movie was when I was giving the higher ups on the boards guff because the uh, that first attempt at a podcast hadn't panned out and yeah. seemed to have been forgotten about. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, what happened to that podcast we were going to do, guys? Nothing. The first movie came out before this podcast even existed in any sense. Like, it was the year after when, when this one kind of came together. Yeah, because we had done those those test recordings before the movie. Yeah. But it had fizzled out and hadn't been mentioned, let alone worked on, for a few weeks before that BotCon happened. I, I, or some, months. I, I always wonder if those test recordings are floating around on, on admin Tony B's computer somewhere. Like, those have got to be really friggin' weird to listen to now. I would imagine, especially the one where there was like 10 people on it at the same time. 
Yeah, and we <laughs> we tried to do this bit with that uh, that old 06 Classics Optimus with the spinny gimmick. That's all. That's uh-huh. all I really remember from those recordings was like everyone going like, "Let's try doing a bit with this," and like the bit. I don't even remember if it worked. I don't even remember that. Like I don't remember what the bit was. Just we were doing a bit. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's it's they're they're branding this stuff as like the ten year anniversary movie toys. That's why it's going to be like this Optimus and Bumblebee and Barricade. Um, I've seen some criticisms of that Bumblebee that I they they are kind of over my head because apparently his vehicle mode is not the O seven Camaro. It's like a a weird pastiche of Camaro alt forms from multiple movies. But I, I don't know cars well enough to be able to care about any of that or even notice or identify it. Like, it's, it's it's stuff like, you know, he's got, like, the fenders from one Camaro, but, like, the bumper from another. And I'm like, oh, man, this is French to me. That's but, weird. Like, I wonder why they wouldn't have just picked one Camaro. I don't I wonder know. wonder if it's something with a license or something. So I heard uh, from the feedback thread for the new Barricade toy that just came out that apparently his vehicle mode is unlicensed and thus is also a weird pastiche of, like, his actual movie vehicle mode, but then a bunch of, like, other bits subbed in so it's not in whatever car he is. It just so resembles... So they changed it just enough to to get get by. Yeah. So I, I wonder if they maybe are not spending the money to directly license the alt modes as much now. Uh, which, it makes sense, but also given how much uh, that is kind of the backbone of the opening half of the movie toy history, like, it, it's a weird thing to hear. Um, I also have no idea if this Optimus Prime's truck mode is inaccurate in some way. I, the, the only thing about the truck mode that's weird is that they've got these, like, detail panels right behind the front windows. And in in robot mode, that's fine, but they don't seem to fold away. So in truck mode, it looks like he has metal plates right up against his windshields. Uh... So there's no real illusion that there's a driver in there. Um, And maybe that's like my one last super petty critique is for the 10 year anniversary toy. It would have been really cool if they brought back the gimmick from the old 07 Voyager Optimus where they had the like Peter Cullen looking guy sitting in the driver's seat. Like that would have been a really cool touch to throw in. Um. Yeah, not all the Voyagers had that, right? No, no. Wasn't that originally an exclusive yeah, that was uh, like a Target RoboVision, I think, exclusive. Yeah, then, but then there was like another version of that where I think some of the colors were different. Yeah, the the RoboVision one released wide later. The RoboVision one was one was from that line of Target exclusives that were in tubes, and then a better looking version came out in the normal main line a few waves in that actually had like more paint. Yeah, that's the version I ended up with because I never yeah. saw that that exclusive one. I remember seeing the exclusive one at conventions and it was marked up in a kind of ridiculous way. So, yeah, yeah I remember I was super happy about the mainline one being like better looking. <laughs> Suckers. Uh, um, yeah, but I should say, like, I'm passing on it because um, I'm just not that enamored with the movie designs and <laughs> it wouldn't really go with my other masterpieces. So it's not like I think there's anything inherently wrong with it i i mean it's f- pretty impressive for what it is yeah because those designs are i imagine extremely difficult to translate into a three-dimensional thing that actually works 
No, um, I think it was uh, Albie Dailyberian on Twitter had said, and I, and I think maybe he's on the right track. Is like, is this what Hasui went to work on after he moved off of the normal masterpiece line? Uh, like, did they bring him over to do these three? And you know, we'll we'll see, I guess, if we ever find that out. But what what you were just saying, I actually had someone send me a reply on Twitter. I forgot who, and I think I forgot to reply to it because I'm terrible. But the question was like, is it is it weird that? While I respect the engineering on this toy, I have no interest in it because I just find the aesthetic entirely off-putting. And I, I meant to say, like, that is not weird. That's probably actually quite normal. A lot of people, for a decade now, really don't like this aesthetic. So, like, there's, no one should have an obligation to pick this thing up if you don't like the way the movie toys look. No matter how well-engineered it is, if you don't like the end results of the robot mode, like, you know, <laughs> that's going to well, be a stopgap. And where it's become a thing of... Maybe this masterpiece toy will get a U.S. release. Maybe it won't. I think it's pretty clear that this is going to get a North America release. I would be amazed if it doesn't, um, unless I mean, there's like a with safety Hasbro reason. right on the box and everything. Yeah, unless there's a safety reason that prevents it from coming out literally in North America, and this just ends up being like a Hasbro Asia thing. Like Toys R Us is chomping at the bit for this kind of stuff yeah. to then market up to some ridiculous price. Oh yeah. So I'm probably You'll gonna be able this. to get it, but it'll probably be cheaper to import it. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna try to import this if I pick it up. Also, like the there there are weird differences between this box art and the other photos and in hand um, shots of this figure. Like the box art, he has those little blue strips on the tops of his feet, but every other in hand picture and the Hasbro photography, he doesn't. Uh -oh. So the question is still there: of will Takara Tomi end up with an extra paint app or two? Like, well, we'll find out. Um, ah, just get a Gundam marker. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> get get a cheap paintbrush. If you really need that blue bit on his feet, but then it won't match. What if it doesn't it match, match perfectly? I anyway, I had a funny anecdote about the the box, which comes out of our own forum thread. I just thought it was really funny because it's like a it's a well, classic you're really, Transformers. You're really fan building play. this up, being funny. It better be funny. It's going to let you down, let me tell you right now. But no, uh, someone, when, when the first pictures of this came up, I kind of missed a lot of the discussion about this until we had all the photos. But when the first photos came up, there was someone replying, going like, look at this piece of trash, this Hasbro garbage, Takara Tomy would do much better, Hasbro doesn't know how to do masterpieces, uh, wait for the Takara Tomy, whatever genius thing they're going to do, this Hasbro thing is, sucks. And someone went like, do, do you not see that Takara Tomy's logo is on the box on the top right? Well, Hasbro's is on the bottom right, and I was like, "That's that's perfect. That's a perfect response to this thing." <laughs> is to not see the Takara Tomy logo and then rail on it for being Hasbro garbage. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the last little details in case you're listening to this and you haven't seen anything about this figure. He's coming with one of his guns. The gun looks like it's transformed out of his gas cans, but it's not, and it just sort of stores on the back in the, on the trailer hitch in his alt mode if you want to put it there uh, along with his two energy blades which are just separate pieces they don't fold up into his forearms and thank goodness because that's usually a mess uh, and apparently he's got a, a gimmick to either have a faceplate or no faceplate um and i'm guessing it just works like that uh, transformers 4 toy where you flip the top of the head up and rotate the face around but we'll see so uh yeah I'm, i just really want to see masterpiece barricade now because um, the original Barricade has never had a toy that quite hit it out of the park. He's had two decent toys uh, in Dark of the Moon and Human Alliance, but he's never had one that just nailed it. And I, I'm I'm really hoping that 
movie masterpiece barricade nails it because that's one of my favorite movie designs uh, along with bone crusher and for bone crusher there's a third party company that's working on one Ooh. which looks really good so this is hitting all my and it's weird to say it's hitting all my 07 movie nostalgia real hard yeah i do have fun feelings toward barricade but I don't know if I need a masterpiece barricade. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably see when it's actually a thing. And I mean, it could go wrong too. Like barricade just seems like a very hard code to crack for toys, as far as getting his robot mode to look really good. So, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, that's uh, there's there's should be three links in the topic list of photos for this guy. Maybe more photos came out like right after we finished recording this. Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, Seth, I have us a couple listener questions. Okie dokie. This first one comes from Katamari Prime, who says, Hello, Merry Podcasters. With the release of Masterpiece Inferno and Grapple, it got me thinking. We know Takara isn't shy about reusing molds for repaints, like G2 or E-Hobby. Also, Generations Inferno was used for Grapple and Artfire, but the former TFCC also used that mold for Pyro or Spark from Euro G1 G2. That was, uh, at BotCon 2013, I believe. Um... Or 2010, not 2013, it's 2010. What if Takaro were to use a similar idea for a masterpiece pyro? I would like to hear your thoughts and thank you. Um, I think that I would be way into that because I love Euro G1, but I think that Classics Generations Inferno, actually he was Universe 2 Inferno, he was a bit more of a generic looking robot that could pull that kind of thing off, whereas the masterpiece uh, Inferno and Grapple designs... uh, I think it would be harder to do that without them looking a whole lot like a sort of um, pinkish Inferno or Grapple. So I, I wouldn't if they if they spent a lot of money on retools they could do it, but I I wonder if they would for Pyro. I would love to see like a Digi Bash or a Kit Bash of that, but I don't think that would necessarily happen myself. Um, Seth, do you remember Pyro from Botcon twenty ten? Yeah, like a turquoise vaguely. head. Yeah. I mean, I went to that botcon. So yeah, I believe I remember it. Yeah, he was, didn't he uh, have like stripes or something? Yeah, it's some, he had some uh, some stripes. He was kind of a pinkish, reddish yeah. color. Um, I actually, he was one of he was a real loose toy at that botcon. He was he was I think my least favorite one in the box due to his build quality, which sucks because I loved his colors. Um. But I guess this also means, like, aside from that art fire that's coming out, like, do you think they might do anything kooky with Masterpiece Inferno or Grapple? Oh, I was just trying to find a picture of the of Pyro. Pyro. Okay, here he is. Um, yeah, I don't know if the Masterpiece would work, because it's such a different style fire truck, too. Yeah. It's like the one of those crazy European airport fire trucks. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know if that would work. Like, I, I think I think it's more likely that they're gonna follow, like, I guess the third party route, and maybe E Hobby will do a, a Constructicon Green version of Grapple at some point. Is uh, yeah. is what's his name, Hauler or whatever? Hook. No, no, it's uh, there's a. I think it's Hauler because they they did that when they did the Encore version a couple years back. Oh. Um, from that animation error in that one episode, they made a oh. whole character. Oh, oh, okay. I I got what you mean now. I yeah. thought you were talking about like one of the regular ass constructor cons. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see 
them doing pyro out of that mold if botcon still existed and botcon got masterpiece molds yeah like they would probably just do it anyway um yeah i don't know if takara would bother does takara seem to have any love for european transformers um I don't think they have, like, a love for them on a very mass level, but I know that those characters show up in, you know, like, when Sakamoto does comics where they let him go crazy with who's in the background. Oh. But Takara hasn't, like, done homages to that stuff in the past, have they? I'm going to say no. Like, via uh, E-Hobby or something, even via E-Hobby, and E-Hobby kind of just makes up their own weird stuff. Yeah, like if I'm wrong, please someone let me know in the thread. But I I cannot recall Takaratomi ever really doing much uh, for Euro G1 G2 stuff. Yeah, that that hauler thing seems like something that might happen with how much focus they've put on making masterpieces more skewed toward the cartoon. Yeah, and and also like. It seems like they have tried with with every um, car licensed masterpiece to do one thing like that. Like they did that. Um, I forgot his name now, but that black version of tracks. Um, he was a Tokyo Toy Show exclusive. I don't remember his name anymore, but they did that. So I feel like there's a good chance they'll probably try to do a hauler for, you know, either a toy show or an e-hobby thing um, somewhere down the line. Provided that they still have, you know, that relationship with the Fuso license and that that's all still happy. Yeah, um, I was just looking to see if there was what uh, the Diaclone version of that mold was. And it's basically just Inferno without Autobot logos. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no crazy color that they could have pulled from there. There's no, there's no ghost to chase on that one. I think it is literally just Hauler is the only other official colorway that that, um, that mold family's ever had. So hopefully they do. I would like them to do that because in, in my What We Got This Week, Grapple's one of my two Transformers I got this week. And I, <laughs> I, I, quite, I quite dug him because I hadn't messed with Inferno for a while. And, and Grapple has some interesting tweaks. So like I, I kind of like Grapple a little bit more in some places. I wouldn't mind him in green. But... Uh, Seth, I got us one green more. Green pull. Yeah, it's a grapple. He's green. Green pull. Gonna have NPL in a row in a, in a name at the very end there, like green green pull. Yeah, it's a lot of consonants. You're a lot of consonants. I am. <laughs> Let me tell you, I got a CH and an R before you hit a vowel in my name, and then there's just an S afterwards because whatever vowels who needs them. Um. Our next listener question comes from someone whose name starts with a vowel, and that's fine. Uh, this comes from <laughs> this comes from Epsilon. And I won't 8. stand for it. <laughs> and I will grit my teeth and bear through this. Let names that start with vowels. <laughs> Me and Seth don't have names that start with vowels. Disgraceful. Well, not first names. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what do you? Oh. Hmm. Oh, it's the same vowel as this guy too. Surnames oh. are different. That not, is perfectly acceptable. Not mine. Surnames that start with consonants. That's embarrassing. No, that's normal. That's uh that's what do you call it? Expedient. It's CH. You can't mistake. Expedient it for a starts word. with a vowel. Haha. You trapped yourself. What? Oh no, it starts with the letter <laughs> E as well. And you know what? There's three prongs on the letter E. It all makes sense. <laughs> this is all 
Unless it's a Zack Snyder movie, then there's five prongs on the letter E. Oh, dear. I, uh, I, someone on, on my <laughs> Facebook was talking about that, and I was like, here's my one chance to just drop the word I thought of when I saw this. So I said Quindent, and then didn't go back to the Facebook thread. It's probably for the best. Should uh, just not go back to Facebook at all. <laughs> well, that's where I, you know, there's, there's family I talk. I actually talked to some family on there. We're all very insulated from crazy internet. So I, I, I lucked out. Um, Epsilon 8's listener question reads, Now with HasbroCon announced, do you guys believe they will no longer have an exclusive San Diego Comic-Con figure? Uh, what exclusive figure do you expect to see this year in San Diego Comic-Con? Which I guess assumes we think they will have one. A Trypticon with extra chrome? Or what wild guess would you like to see? Um, Seth, I think that they're still going to have a San Diego figure either oh, way. Oh, yeah. So they as always... long as Comic-Con is as big as it is, they're going to have something there. As long as five million people take an entire day to line up to try to buy whatever it is they have there, yeah. they will have a thing there to sell out and then you know have as a talking point later. Um, but yeah, Seth, what do you think they're going to have at San Diego this year? Like uh, Some kind of Trypticon seems likely. Yeah, that seems plausible, but then ever since the heavy metal Dinobots, um, who knows? Was it just Dinobots that was a heavy metal? No, that was, that was the weird year. So it was the G1 Dinobots with the giant pop-up base yeah. and the heavy metal band out of the video game toys with all the soft goods. Oh, and yeah, it was out of video game toys. Okay, yeah. yeah, that year was actually, I, I think, combined kind of the... the two things. I think that was the freak year because ever ever since then it's just been Titan Toys. It's been like Devastator and then Fort Max. So it'll probably yeah. be a Trypticon, and it, going by the pattern, it might just be a Trypticon with like extra little figurines and a fancier box. Like that—that's kind of what the Fort Max was. You know, it had to, it's like slightly tweaked colors, but like the the Metroplex as well. It was kind of like here's Metroplex with a bunch of PVC figures and a box where his arm is already attached. So I'm guessing it's just going to be something like that. Yeah. I mean, it would be more exciting if they did something crazy. Well, they always have a small once set. once Trypticon is coming. They, they, they usually have a smaller set, too. Yeah. Um, they might... Hey, you know, they. I don't know if they said they're really done with it, but they might squeeze out one more G.I. Joe set that's Transformer-themed in its colors. Yeah, maybe. That's maybe. the thing they were doing, and that would get a G.I. Joe toy on the market this year, too. Yeah, because hasn't it been like a big thing, a small thing, and then the G.I. Joe thing? Something like that, yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, I like would. I also expect the small thing to be movie-related in some way. Hmm. It's going to be a movie or... Yeah, there's no there's no cartoon, really, uh, to, to bounce off of, um, aside from Rid, and I don't know if... I don't know if they would try to work Rid into San Diego, because there's a lot of nostalgia crowd out there. Yeah. Um... But I mean, you know, you could do. There are some rid toys that you could give nostalgia colors, and they and there was a rid toy in the in the three pack last year with that wind blade, so they might they might sneak something together. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like Trypticon seems like the big one. I don't really know what the the medium one or the box. I guess the the gift set type one would be. Like we had. Um, I'm guessing something movie related. Last year we had that three pack with rid wind blade, then uh, brainstorm and sentinel prime. Because there was a new, there's a new generations label to push as well. So yeah, pro probably movie stuff this year, unless there's some weird license thing that gets in the way. I would, I would almost wonder if it would be like a movie masterpiece toy in a fancy box. A life size squeaks. Oh, what if it's that electronic squeaks and they just give it more paint? 
that would be something that I wouldn't buy, so that's fine. It would give me something not to worry about trying to get a hold of. You wouldn't have to get on Hasbro Toy Shop and start hammering that F5? Nope, that's what I did for these micro-not figures that they kind of crudded up. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about I'm that. I'm looking at them right now, I'm disappointed. I'm frowning, it's frowning. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, in fact, I would I would almost guess that like it's going to be usually it seems to be like San Diego is the first place you can get the new Titan figure in its big fancier box. And then like a few weeks later, it shows up a retail or something like that. So I guess just the main question is what they do with Trypticon to, to gussy him up a little bit outside of the box. Maybe add some more colors to, to full tilt or whatever. Yeah, but uh yeah, I hope I hope that answered your question, Epsilon. Um, with with HasbroCon announced, actually, like, I I almost feel like it's it's more going to be San Diego is always going to have exclusives, but what will HasbroCon get? Like that's the bigger question to me. Like I, I bet you the first HasbroCon is probably going to be like just e hobby stuff or something pre existing that can be brought in, um, while the event itself tries to coalesce. Yeah, and like in those last days of BotCon, they tied eHobby and BotCon exclusives together. Yeah. And made that all like a shared kind of thing. So I think you're probably on the right track thinking that they're going to just take something from eHobby. Yeah. They've got like they've got eHobby and they've got Hasbro Asia with all of their things that they generally only get there that both could be easy ways to have an exclusive item in North America. Um, not to say that HasbroCon could never have its own exclusives. I just, I would really not go in expecting that on the first one because that seems like uh, an easy way to, to focus more energy on the convention itself. For the first yeah. Time. And depending on, depending on who they have deciding on exclusives, I would kind of think, look at what they've done so far for Comic-Con as a hint. Mm -hmm. Like, I expect Hascon things to be less uh, ambitious than what the BotCon folks would shoot for. Probably at least for the first year or two. Uh, I, th I think it, it, they could start getting into that kind of stuff again if they bring on the same kind of creative team they had going on for BotCon. But with this being HasbroCon, you know, and not Transformers HasbroCon, like, is is that going to even be the focus right away? Um, yeah. Well, and I I would be surprised if they brought in outside people. I My assumption is that it would be all handled in-house. I, I mean, I guess it just depends on, like, how much money they they want to put into the project. Because, like, they, you know, they do bring in freelancers to do packaging art and whatnot. So I, I could see the same approach being taken for, like, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, putting the word out for ideas. Um, there is a verb for that, and now I forgot what it is. That's going to frustrate me. <laughs> but, yeah, we I really want to see what HasbroCon actually is. Um, so I can get kind of get an idea as to what official... Transformers convention stuff might be like in the in the coming years. It's gonna be like that fire festival going on right now. Yep, it's gonna be like, all right, Transformers fans, we bought an island on the Bahamas, and we swear that we built a building for you to all inhabit. We really did. 
I stood in line all day to pick up my exclusives and I was handed a slice of bread and a craft single. <laughs> Golden ticket people also got some salad. Um, yeah, Epsilon 8, I hope that answered your question. Man, I just, that, that picture of that food box just bums me out because of the, like, all it needed to have was, like, one cold cut on, like, the top left as an option, just so it would, like, cover the, all the major food groups. <sighs> yeah, that would have made it all better. That would have made it all better. Then I would have had no mercy for, your... for all those people complaining. Dopey $12,000 ticket to <laughs> Dopey Show. For Blink. Suckers. Headline by Blink 182. Before they pulled out. Um, Seth, let's. Yeah, uh, who oh. knew Blink 182 was even still a functioning band? That I, was the big headliner that they, they scored. Woo, Blink 182. <laughs> I'm, I'm out of it enough that, like, all I know about. This is like this is just the way that my musical knowledge works and my interests. I assumed it was a big deal because I know that Blink One Eighty Two is a name I've heard a lot, so I just assumed it must yeah, be a like big deal. <laughs> fifteen years ago, <laughs> I mean bands bands have been around for more than fifteen years, so I just I just made the assumption that I guess Blink One Eighty Two has been active this whole time because that that must be why people spent that much money to go out to the thing. Uh. There was another band whose whole act is based on the video wall and like that, not that article I, I found. There's another, it might've been that article, but there was, there was something about like people working on the production side of that thing going like, no, this one act we brought in, his entire live set is based on having a video wall. What do you mean you can't afford a video wall? <laughs> you need to cancel that guy coming in then. Um, hopefully they all make it out of there in one piece. Uh, Seth, let's do some what we got this week. Okay. Um, I got two Transformers to talk about. Well, that's two more than me. Because Seth got no Transformers to talk about. This time. I'll just remind everyone, he literally had Masterpiece Megatron last time. Literally. Not figuratively. Not metaphorically. But this time, I literally have Masterpiece Megatron! (laughs) (laughs) Seth, that's a good toy. That's a good toy. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'm it's all I, right. I gotta get batteries for them. You and you, you and TJ both had a lot of the same things to say about it. Uh, a lot of the same highs and highs and lows, uh, which is to say, not very many lows, other than like the transformation is pretty scary. Did um, we both go at some point? Probably. Okay. I don't Good. remember either of those recordings anymore, so he probably did. Um, but I, I went on the thing about Twitter. I'll, I'll repeat it a little bit of it here. Uh, I transformed that toy multiple times i really like transforming that toy uh i also didn't open the instruction book until like the next day because i used a bunch of youtube videos instead uh oh. which were way better than the that instruction book actually is dangerous uh there are a couple there's at least one or two motions in that instruction book that are represented by a before and after pair of pictures that really needs more than that because going like, here, take these two parts, then close them up, is leaving out stuff like, well, the gun barrel also has to slip over the the top part of the of the right-hand side piece. Both these pieces slot into the ab slots a little bit. Like, it, it leaves tons out. I could see how if you tried to just use the instruction book, you'd be terrified of this toy. Because without the audio-visual assurance you get from a video of seeing that it's okay to move this piece like that and it's gonna make that noise... 
I could totally see that being a, a terrifying transformation. And I, I, I think it really sets a lot of companies back when they have high-end toys coming out and they have no or just crappy videos going up to help support the, the instructions. Uh, Bandai put up a video for their fresh Macross Draken jet, and the video was garbage. You couldn't hear anything. It was shot on, like, a phone from way too far away and then blown up, and it was shot in portrait, <laughs> and so it was put inside with, like, ba like banners with logos on the left and right-hand side of the picture. It was terrible. You couldn't see anything important. And uh, obviously, yes, people like uh, Pia or like Wotafa or, or, or Pike for Life or whoever, like they're going to get these toys and put up a video that probably goes very slowly and step-by-step -step through the transformation. But like it, it really shouldn't be the community doing that at a certain point when toys are of a certain expense, you know? Yeah. Like a toy as expensive as Megatron... I kind of feel like the money should be spent by the, the the manufacturer on a good instructional video to support this toy, especially when the instruction book is having to truncate stuff that's really important. Like, this will probably never get to the ears of anyone who actually needs to hear it. But like, because I got both those figures in the last couple of months, that's really been on my mind lately. <laughs> because once you know how it works, I, I think Masterpiece Megatron has a beautiful transformation, and I think it it actually is kind of sad that a lot of people have been left with a sort of negative impression of it because of the lack of uh, of official sourced information on very important things. Uh, it kind of does a disservice to that transformation. Um, like, if you get that toy, I implore you, please transform it. It's a really good, satisfying, and impressive process. It thinks outside of the box in so many ways. Uh, it, it shows so much growth in in uh, in just design in general of transforming robot toys uh and I, I with that said i like that figure a lot i would put it up there with uh, probably alongside make toys despotron as like the two mega megatrons that are high-end and satisfy all my megatron needs for now um i did the mods where it's like you sand out some of the material inside the silencer to make it a bit easier to put on still took a little chip out of the barrel but not enough for me to care uh, I, I, I quite like everything about that figure. Uh, it's just that there are some parts of the transformation that you need that support. Um, plugging the display stand into his butt is actually the most terrifying thing I had to do. Uh, cause it is way too tight going in, uh, into that butt crack. Yeah, it, I have that problem. It gets looser once you pump it in and out a few times. Uh, I've had that solution too. I know, I, I, I had flashbacks. Once I realized what was going on, but like that display stand, once it works, it's 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 a great idea. Um, I love the sound clips. I kind of wish there was a, a button dedicated to just playing his <laughs> laugh because it, it has a, a voice clip attached to the back of it, and I wish I could just make him laugh on command because the laughing face is beautiful. Um, mine had had a couple construction problems that I was able to fix with floor polish, but. He had uh, the the flap on his back that the gun barrels attached to was a little bit loose, so it would kind of flop back and forth a bit. Um, and then also, one of his biceps was way looser than the other one. And guess what? It's the bicep that was also the arm that you put the fusion cannon on. So when I put his fusion cannon on, he could barely hold poses because it would make his arm start flopping left and right on the bicep swivel. So I uh, used the transformation to open up his upper arm, put some floor polish on that cylinder... So it kind of dripped down into the joint and it seems to have fixed it for the most part. Um, but yeah, very expensive toy. And that makes all those little problems kind of a lot more critical. 
Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's also a beautiful figure, and I, I really like it. Um, I also got Masterpiece Grapple. Uh, and as I said, he's got a few differences from Inferno that uh, I, I kind of ended up thinking he was a bit cooler to mess with. Just like Inferno has that great ladder trick, but like uh, Grapple has that trick with his crane arm, but then uses bits of the crane arm to fill in the back as opposed to where Inferno used like panels from elsewhere to cover up his back. It's just neat seeing how he switched things up a little bit. And then like uh, Grapple has all this stuff that folds up on the back of his legs, whereas Inferno doesn't so much have as, as much chunk back there uh this is the only thing about grapple is his a lot of his toints uh, his toints oh wow uh-huh, uh-huh. a lot <laughs> tell me about his toints Four tw- 428 uh a lot of his joints were a little too tight um and uh, it felt like almost some of his joints got a bit paint stuck and uh and that that's actually the thing about masterpiece megatron that i feel like happens now that i've messed with him myself it feels like when he was designed, uh, he was designed as he was, and then on the factory floor level, it was decided to just paint everything on all sides. Because it feels like a lot of the stuff on Masterpiece Megatron that's scarily tight is because of layers of paint that maybe were not accounted for um, when the design was finalized. Like, I had to loosen that screw in his butt so it wasn't terrifying to fold his hips down. Uh, and it's easy to do. You know, it always kind of sucks you gotta do that on, like, a over here in Canada after shipping and everything, you know, a toy that can border on two fifty to three hundred dollars on a bad day. Um so I I like the two figures a lot, um, at the end of the day. They certainly are not faultless, but that MP thirty six Megatron transformation is uh is joyous. Um the the way that it ends with just you know, you see the whole buildup of that figure is lots of moments are happening and then the legs turn paper thin and that's incredible. And then like there's a little bit more buildup and then suddenly it's like fold the legs in on themselves, fold them into the bottom of the pistol, fold the arms up, pistol's done. It's like just, just like bam, 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 like five masterpiece moments in a row. Uh, it, it, was, it was lovely. Um, and that's all the Transformers I got this week. Uh, so I'm going to turn the page over to off-topic land and ask, dun, dun, dun. ask you, Seth Buzzard, if you got anything else this week. So we went back to Japantown. What, what, are, what are you, um, a, a wee, wee, uh, Japan fan? Were you going to say weeaboo? The joke was that I forgot the word and then said Japan uh, fan. Yeah. Well, the other day at her work, my girlfriend was accused of being a weeaboo by one of her co-workers. I mean, at the end of the day, aren't we all? And then she didn't know exactly <laughs> what that meant, but she had a very strong feeling that it didn't apply. So I get home <laughs> and she goes, so this guy at work called me a, what was the word? It's like. Because I had said we had gone back to Japan town. It like starts with a W or something. I said weeaboo. She goes, Yeah, what does that mean? I'm like, one, you ain't no weeaboo, so don't worry about that. <laughs> and then I tried to explain it. She goes, Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. He's an idiot. That's one of those words that came off the internet that I think doesn't end up working very well in real life. Well, isn't it like derogatory so in its it- origins? It so th- I never researched it that much. I think it's supposed to be derogatory, but like, it always felt like a really weird thing to come up with a word for when so much of the internet 
at some point in their lives was probably really into stuff from Japan. Well, okay, my understanding of the origins of the the word is from Japan, and it was derogatory toward because like you know everything's got a name in Japan. Yeah, like there's there's a title for everything, so it's like my title is my title is San. Uh, that Chris San that's my title okay um isn't no I thought those had a different word I mean that's what I liked honorific isn't that an honorific where where I come from honorific and title are interchangeable words well what I'm up by title is there there's a word to describe like every kind of person ah (laughs) so my understanding was it was a derogatory name attached to like the anime fan with like the room full of little girl statues that never goes outside and has a body pillow or something. I thought that was just otaku. Or is that what I'm thinking of? I think that's otaku. Oh, I confuse that with otaku. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not an expert. I'm really sure weeaboo is a Western construct. That's a sentence I never thought I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> Like, while then I, was I saying don't know. It, I, just realized. I don't know the origins of Weeaboo. I confuse that with Otaku. Yeah, I hadn't heard Otaku in a while, but I've heard Weeaboo a lot lately. Okay, my bad. I gotta go correct myself. <laughs> it's like I gotta go. We gotta. No, I gotta, <laughs> we gotta say, go. hey, the girlfriend. I gave you false information. <laughs> you and are not be like, I an don't Otaku. Care anymore. Like, I don't even remember this conversation know. anymore. What are you talking? About? <laughs> what? Uh, we all moved on. Anyway, so we had gone back to Japantown yes. for two reasons. One, to get more buy and pack things, but also to hang out with Aaron and his girlfriend. Oh, man, we're talking about Aaron on this podcast. Yeah, we are. Dude dude has got some strong branding getting his name over here into, into Oddsville. Well, he had to, like, fly across country and... I know, but it's just, it's just the one country. Yeah. And it's not even all the way across, because, I mean, he didn't start on one whole side. Yeah, he didn't go over to, like, Newfoundland. Yeah, or New York. Whatever. <laughs> same, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> it's not at all the same thing. It's completely different. <laughs> yeah, so we hung out, and we, like, did the restaurant stuff and stuff. And so we go back to the bookstore where I had gotten the uh, the Youth Day sets and the Rock Cats. Mm. And they have blind pack stuff in like two parts of the store. And we had gone straight to the one that's like right inside the door, like straight in through the door. And they had some other stuff there. And then my girlfriend is just like, why are we here when the stuff we want is over there? And she goes over and then I hear her like calling and she's like, they were like a, like a white box, right? They were right here, right? I'm like, huh? And then I head over, and the youth days were gone. Oh, jeez. Gone. Someone heard the last episode that we were talking about. Yeah. And what they had in their place were sets that had, like, pieces of, like, playground equipment. And I'm like, I don't want this. This is not what I want. And I had already been looking at... Um, eBay listings for those youth day sets and a whole case after shipping from Hong Kong would work out to be less per box than buying them at, at this bookstore. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, fine. 
I'll just order a case on eBay and then I'll I'm guaranteed to get one of everything and it will turn out to be cheaper in the end. I just have to wait a couple weeks instead of scratching the itch right now. So it's probably for the best. Yeah, usually that kind of blind box stuff where there's a listing of, of the series on the side, if you buy a case of it, you get usually at least one of everything. Yeah. Because it's eight boxes in a case and there's eight sets in the collection. So there you go. But then like I kept remembering like or I kept thinking back to the world's smallest transformer cases where you were not guaranteed to get one of everything. I, I learned over the years that those were the outlier and Takara yeah. was insane. Yeah. And there was, <laughs> and there's no chase figure. Like there were chase figures and yeah. in those that, that smallest was really boxes. screwed up like that. Yeah. That's to my experience. That's not super common it would in uh in blind box stuff and gashapon maybe it is sometimes but blind box stuff not as much yeah it's like are you gonna get the case with the chase sky warp and no sound waves or the case with no sky warp and four sound waves or with the friggin pvcs it was like there was like a certain colorway it was either the clear or the pewter colorway where it's like there's one in every two cases mm. each case having like 64 boxes <laughs> it's like this, this i'm so glad i never got into that stuff <laughs> so i bought six rock cats right mm. and ended up with three doubles no <laughs> and then um aaron's fiance bought one rock cat and got the drummer which is not one of the ones i got and it's like oh congratulations you got the drummer and i got all these doubles fine and then and she goes, well, do you want to trade? I went, what? Seriously? Because they seem pretty excited about getting the drummer. So I wasn't even going to ask. And then she goes, well, do you want to trade? And then I don't remember who said it first, but someone suggested a two for one trade, like two of my doubles for it. And then I was just like, that's just here. And I just slid all three of my doubles over to her. And then she starts inspecting them. And I guess she didn't get that I meant just take all three. Yeah. And she goes, well, how about the drummer for these two? And as I'm saying, no, just take all three. My girlfriend's like, just give her all of them. I'm like, I'm, 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 I am giving her all <laughs> Why of them. Why did you give her all of them, Seth? <laughs> Stop being a cheapskate. I'm like, I'm, I'm not. I am giving her all three. I guess I'm a cheapskate. What? What's yeah. going on? And then, like, one or two days later, they wander into some Japanese market in San Jose that also had rock cats, and she bought one and got the drummer again. <laughs> so, she made out pretty good. She got five for the cost of two. She's got, like, a friggin' Combi Christ oh, tier no. per percussion section going on. She got four for the cost of two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now I'm only missing two of the whole collection. So yeah. I have everything except for lead singer and fan number 002. So you've got which like... I ordered off of a seller on eBay. Hey. So <laughs> they'll they'll show up. I was gonna say you've got enough to do like a full on karaoke version of whatever it is they play. Yeah. Well they play rock. But I have backup singers, so if I had to in a pinch, I could get away with passing it off as a full band. But lead singer is standing on a box. You know, like lead singers do. Yeah. Or backup singer is just standing on the floor like a scumbag. Whoa. 
Whoa. And then when we were done in Japantown, we headed over to Smuggler's Cove, which is the big awesome tiki bar in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we walk in. Okay. So the last time we went to Japantown, my girlfriend and I, uh, we thought about going to this other bar that the people who own Smuggler's Cove opened. Um, that's a uh, gin focused, but it was kind of getting late and we were tired and we didn't want to bother. So we just went home. And then on the way home, we're like, well, let's, let's go to this bar in Petaluma that, um, one of, one of my girlfriend's brothers has said is cool. Uh, but we hadn't been to yet. I'm like, oh, we'll just check that place out. So we go in there and while we're sitting there, the brother walks in like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? Hey, what's your game? Blah, blah, blah. blah. Hey. Cool. And then, so as we're getting to Smuggler's Cove, both the girlfriend and I said, oh, wouldn't that be funny if brother was here? And I said, yeah, it would be funny, but it'd be kind of like, hey, man, stop being at all the bars we go to. (laughs) And then we walk in, and guess who's sitting there at the bar but the brother. (laughs) So, uh, but that's kind of like his place, air quote, his place. Like, he's, he's really good friends with the owners. Um. But so I was trying to bring up the idea of going there kind of off to the side to the girlfriend. Like, Hey, I'm just going to throw this idea out there. Like, what do you think? Like, I didn't want to like announce it big until we had like had a moment to think about it just in case it, it seemed like it would be a bad idea, but Aaron and his fiance were like all excited. Yeah. And then, (laughs) so like, I didn't want to bring it up as an idea until we had, like kind of agreed whether or not it'd be a good idea to bring up anyway. So I tried to pull the girlfriend over. I'm like, Hey, what what do you think about smuggler's cope? And then like Aaron's there out of nowhere. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, um, I've never been to a tiki bar before. That's the thing Aaron does. (laughs) It kind of pops up between you and the person you're talking to. Yeah. He's weird. (laughs) So, but they seemed to think it was a cool idea. Like, I've never been to a tiki bar for us. Like, well, this is a really good one, so let's go check it out. Um, so this place has always had, um, like, tiki bars have, like, those fancy mugs, like the tiki mugs. So this place has their unique mug that is just them. Mm-hmm. And it's shaped like a barrel, and they've... They've done it in multiple different color glazes over the years, and they've recently retired that original barrel design and and have a new barrel. So we all got the rum barrel, which is their signature drink, which comes in the fancy mug that you get to take home. And it's very expensive, but uh, we got the new mug. All four of us. Oh. And uh, it's pretty cool. We just hung up there. Hopefully Aaron and Alfie got that thing back safely. Well, they haven't gone home yet. Uh-oh. I think they, they're flying home tomorrow. And they got this super early flight. So they were talking about, like, on this being Friday night, like, just staying up instead of getting a couple hours sleep and then heading to the airport. That's an idea that I always do when I'm traveling like that. And then I always regret it immensely about yeah. halfway through the next day. It seems like it'd be kind of rough. And hopefully they have a better time getting out of San Francisco than they did getting to San Francisco because their plane was delayed for hours and hours and hours. And I'm sure Aaron will tell the story better. So 
Um, I'll ask him yeah. about it and go like, hey, Aaron, I heard that you were whining about having airplane problems. I thought you worked on airplanes. I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm workshopping this bit. He doesn't work on airplanes. He works on lies. I mean, you know, aeronautics. It's all things that he claims flies. Lionautics. Lion. <laughs> no, those are things that are powered by lions. <laughs> they put lions in giant hamster wheels and put steak in front of them, <laughs> and that's how they power. That's how they power. Don't you know that's how they power airplanes? Hamster that's, steaks. That's the big secret of of big air. Is if lion power everything. Well, that is all of my off-topic stuff. So that's all I got. All right, I uh, I don't have anything fresh off-topic to talk about really. I got I actually got a blind box thing from Japan uh, case set, but I haven't opened any of them yet. I got Shodo Common Rider versus Set Five, and this is one of those perfect examples where it's it's blind boxes kind of, uh, except that this series they gave up on the blind part. It is literally just boxes with candy inside and an action figure and so there's a full-on case assortment and it's the same for every single box and the case assortment has a troop builder and there is exactly one of each of the troop builder one has a sword one has a gun so if you want to have a whole squadron of the troop builder the zach troopers you have to buy multiple cases or live in japan and it's terrible i did all this for the shocker riders i'm not doing it again for the zach troopers God damn it, but I need to open those up because I'm uh, I'm going to have a table at the 80s toy show on Sunday. I'm going to sell some things, and I would like to sell some, some doubles out of this set if I have any. I need to actually dig through because they have chase figures in these, so I have to actually open the boxes to see what all each figure is. Um, isn't my life so hard? But that's all I really got to talk about for what I got this week. Um... I didn't get anything else, uh, anything else fresh. Um, I was looking at stuff, but that's about as far as I got. I have this thing that happens now when I go to the comic shop and I see, like, new NECA Predators, and I'm like, oh, these look neat and cool and new, and then I go, like, I never feel satisfied when I buy NECA toys anymore, <laughs> so I just leave them all behind. <laughs> but they have, they have a Predator with a cape, and that kind of tempted me for a sec, because I like capes on toys. Yeah, when I see them, I think, man, I love aliens. And then I remember I have multiple Reveltech aliens that I'm not entirely sure where they are right now. Mm. They're in a box somewhere. They're one of the things that got packed up for the move and then sort of forgotten the exact location of. Now, when you find them, there's, there's going to be eggs everywhere. They're going to have bread. Gross. With whatever else is in that box. Um... But yeah, that about that about does it for uh, <laughs> all the other toys in that box. The stomachs are torn open. Yeah, and you just got like, got, like alien styled remolds of them just crawling around. Uh, Neat. I should find that box. Yeah, I know. The longer you wait, the more money it's going to generate. So, you know, it's whenever you want to uncork that. Uh, but yeah, I can't. I don't think I have anything else really to talk about this week. Um, we're we're out of that weird stretch of recording two podcasts in 48 hours. Well, I'm out of that weird stretch. None of you are out of that weird stretch. Uh, and yeah, Aaron will be back in the next episode, so we'll get to hear his or side. Of the, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe his airplane will like go down over that island in the Bahamas Ooh. and all the... all the. Uh, That's a terrible thing to say. All the affluent... Plane will come down. 
trapped young people will like try to eat him and then alfie will just like kill them with her fists yeah um oh that's the thing i was gonna do i was gonna ask aaron if now that he's been over on the west coast does he have like a google glass and did he get infected with affluenza and is he is he all fancy now does he have like a, a yelp account i think he got one of those super expensive juicers that just squeeze juice out of a bag oh did he get a juice a juicero is that what they're called yeah it's a juicero I, that, that was a whole hour i spent watching stuff that very fun videos to watch it's real satisfying <laughs> seeing like the thing gets squeezed and a bunch of juice come out and then freaking <laughs> juicero's video where like they were trying to say it's bad to squeeze the bags but the way they represented that was just scissoring an entire bag open and squeezing the vegetable pulp inside <laughs> it's like that's that's not even what anyone was talking about but <laughs> Okay, don't cut your bags open and hand squeeze handfuls of pulped carrot. All right, I won't do that. <laughs> I guess. Uh, that was fascinating. I didn't know anything about the juicero and the Neither stuff like the QR codes on the pouches, so that your smart juicer knows whether or not to juice the pouches. It's like what so you're telling me you can remotely disable juicing <laughs> if if the machine considers the pouches unsuitable. It seems like a mess. Just smell them. Also, none of they only had one blend with citrus in it, and I was like, I don't even want any of this juice now. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing stopping you from getting it, not the ridiculous price. That's that's right. I was like, no, you sold me all your foley, all your videos. I'm sold. What's in your juice? Oh, it's a bunch of vegetable mulch. Never mind. Goodbye. <laughs> I would get those pouches, cut them open with scissors, squeeze all the vegetable mulch, and put it on YouTube. I wouldn't drink it. I would do it just to spite you, Juicero. John yeah, Juicero. And you, you don't even need to cut the pouches open. Because that video that got a, the whole thing yeah. blown up was the lady was just squeezing the bag. Yeah. Like, this is and unsafe. It was coming out the spout. This is unsafe. The QR code was not scanned. That bag could be faulty. It could be past its due date. Uh, there's a video going around. Also, Oprah made friends with Juice or Juicero made friends with Oprah, more like. <laughs> and there's some Disney movie or something she was working on, and she like got a Juicero for every single member of the cast and crew. And I'm like, that's probably how I would like to get a Juicero. Free from yeah, Oprah. From Oprah specifically. And then just squeeze all the bags at once and then, I don't know, throw it in the trash. <laughs> Add to the landfill. Or, like, hack the thing. Because apparently it applies, like, 14 tons of force or something. So I'm like, what if we hack it so it doesn't check the QR codes and we just put other stuff in here? Well, you just cut out the bit with the QR code on it and oh. stick that to anything. Yeah. It's like, attach it to, like, a person, put them inside. Well, and I love... In the video where the woman's just squeezing the bag with her hands is you get the juice out faster than the machine does yeah yeah <laughs> but not as thoroughly you know that's, that's what the oh. juice guy said it's more thorough and more safe if the machine does it it's dangerous to squeeze bags uh anyway seth thanks for joining me sure this week on this this on this week of gosh darn pop culture headlines uh We'll be back with some more Transformers talk in the near future. Uh, until then, go and have, go and make yourself a nice glass of juice. Yeah. Real fruit. And watch out for tough boys when you're at the mall. 
That's right. If you're if you're pretty and there's a tough boy and you're a pretty boy and you got a gang, don't just shoulder check into the tough boy. Yeah, unless your gang is more than just a couple nerds looking at their phones. It's true. <laughs> Speak from experience.